Are ye ready for the wind in your sails to take you across the shackles and back again on a tour of destruction, disorder, chaos, and skullduggery? Well, then join me, Patrick, captain of the SS Dead Men Roll No Crits, as we sail into another adventure in the Skull and Shackles AP. Uh, joining me are your crew, the four that swab the floor, your quartet from the internet. I'm talking about Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Hey! Hello! Oh, no, 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 Hi. How are you guys? Seth, oh, Seth, you sound so silky smooth right now. Listen to you. Oh, well, I got a new microphone. Oh. Mm. Oh, my. Microphone Ooh. fairy didn't come to me this uh, this holiday season. No, I, I bought this with, like, money. <laughs> the money fairy didn't come to me yet. <laughs> Congress and Senate are still out on the money fairy. Turns out, turns out you can only edit so many episodes of a show with with yourself sounding significantly lower quality to everyone else before you're like, you know what? That's actually um, in the first season of Cosmic Crit. I was doing like all the editing myself and I was like, I need to get I need to get a much better microphone than what I was using. I think I started on a snowball. I'm pretty um, sure, yeah. Mike. And it's just it's just like one step down audio quality wise from what I'm using yeah. right now. Um I, I, can, I you remember, can you remember me desperately trying to f- to find a microphone solution? So I, I started with like <laughs> with like a microphone that I crammed inside of a milk crate stuffed with foam. <laughs> and I was just sort of shouting into <laughs> milk crate. Yeah, we, we had some yeah. inventive early years here at Cosmic Crit. But yeah, I no, just thought that was the effect that you were using for Andis's voice. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. It was also it was also that, but it was mostly me shouting into an egg crate so, because I like, thought it was useful. This is like the keeping up with the Joneses version of podcasters when you don't all have <laughs> yeah. like. When you're when you don't well, have somebody buying one microphone for everybody, someone's like, "I got a new microphone," and then everyone else on the podcast is like, <laughs> like "Ah, now we all sound like garbage." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it does. It also didn't help the fact that, um, you know, because we have, we do this through online means, and Drew is the the kind of let's audio just call engineer. him the audio czar, and so yeah. a lot of times <laughs> it would we would all get on to start, and because whether it was Discord or Zoom doing its thing, you know, he'd be like, oh, Jabert, you sound a little roomier. And so then Jabert would have to change the orientation of the egg crate to be <laughs> wherever it was so that, until Drew thought it was, you know, yeah. where it needed to be. <clears throat> What's well, so funny that um, this year, now that we have the awesome Patreon subscribers helping us financially. Uh, we we have the money to buy microphones, but uh, so many of them have been in high demand because people have just been like, I'm at home a lot during 2020. Uh, let's start a podcast. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Every celebrity that has ever been a celebrity was like, podcast, I guess. <laughs> podcast from home or... Uh, or better yet, they start a YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I like I like the uh, the how to spell things with Tori spelling. <laughs> I can't tell if you're mm. joking or not. <laughs> That's a that could be real. Two out of ten from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, it's so it's so sharp, but it's still so silky smooth accurate. coming in through that microphone. <laughs> <clears throat> um, are you guys ready to jump back into Deadman Roll No Crits and in in particular? 
uh, book two Raiders of the Fever Sea. Oh, heck yeah, Patrick. I'm Hold rolling on, athletics me, for jumping. Let me let me finish this uh, Cosmic Crisp review from Fiona Apple's Apple review podcast. <laughs> one second. Um, when we last left off, yeah, Honto, we see you on the deck of the Tidebreaker uh, at dawn here attempting to look, you know, o- over your shoulder. You see in the, the wee morning uh, light uh, dawn trying to crest over the horizon. Uh, as you are crouching over the remains of the sea devil that you had to dispatch. You tried reasoning with it, perhaps talking it down. But uh, as you get a good look at this thing in the light now, perhaps you realize you've seen this face before, one like it, not in your dreams of um, of what was happening here in this area, but past dreams of, of hideous creatures storming the, the beaches of High Rantum, or perhaps a creature glimpsed in, in one of the slave pits of, of green blood. But yeah, you you have seen Sea Devil's visage before, though you had not heard that name, perhaps. Which is, explains the roles <laughs> last week. Well, yeah, that's obviously the reason that I rolled low. Yeah, yeah, you, you've had the experience, but perhaps not the expertise as far as uh, interacting with them. But yeah, something inside you, still the same thing perhaps that made you drop anchor. Um, uh, Something tells you you're on the right track. Um, As you guys are are searching these creatures, uh, they do have a couple of um, fairly uh, uh, spiky, jagged uh, spears. Um, with a couple of back hooks on them that if you try to like pull them out, they do a, a whole bunch more damage. Um, uh, one one spear each. And then on this one that you uh, took out, Honto, they have on, on their person a, a small satchel um, hooked onto a, a belt over their, their shoulder. And inside, uh, kept in um, a... Uh, a bed of seaweed kind of wrapped over it a few times. Uh, you pull out what looks like a, a black pearl, um, a small stone, perhaps the size of an acorn or so, um, like an inch and a half here. So we're not talking a boat. <clears throat> no, uh, no. Okay. No. It's, it's the only black pearl I Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did I say black pearl? It's, it's a dark pearl. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a dark pearl. <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks, you know, black and purple, and it's got silvery tones, much like the opalescence of a pearl. But it kind of reminds you of the exact opposite uh, of a pearl that you saw in your dreams. Um, a, a dark doppelganger, if you will. It's like uh, a mega pearl. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if Chapert remembers what this is exactly, but I believe if, it's a Tahitian black pearl, Patrick, from oh, the island of Tahiti. Make some good tea with that Tahitian tea. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why don't you guys make me a, a sailing or a sea lore roll um, to, to figure out what exactly this is? Why well, it? 
it, it seems so like such a such a bummer that uh, Laura is always intelligence. Like, is this? I'm not very good at that. I mean, I happen to have rolled high, but like, I'm not very good at intelligence. Yeah, sometimes oh, nature okay. stuff comes up, but um, this is a, a DC twenty, uh, so it looks like both Kendoso, perhaps Cassius can tell what this thing is. It is a, a deep platinum pearl or, or rock, uh, a mysterious object of the deep seas that has ancient roots, um, supposedly, uh, from, from what they say, formed the, the same way that regular platinum is in the Earth's crust, but wizards believe that these rocks uh, form in underground black smoker volcanoes and are thus imbued with some kind of magical energy. Um, on land, though, no one really has much use for them, except they fetch a similar rate to regular platinum, so a pearl this size would be about 30 gold coins. Uh, but you know for a fact that the denizens of the, the worlds under the ocean... Uh, an item like this is a a small fortune. It, it's a of incalculable wealth as they are considered extremely sacred items. Ultimately, um, what uh, Hanto has been told uh, by Mattia is uh, that he is seeking a lost relic of his tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, does he have any idea what kind of shape? Or, or form factor this this relic might take. Yeah, you know, they're described as as fierce, as uh, mm-hmm. as ob- obloid or oblique uh, kind of uh, circles, whether they would be something the size of a huge pearl or a, a looking glass or somewhere in between. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not, not sure exactly. Um, I think maybe either in visions or in person, you might have seen a, uh, you know, like a uh, a stone uh, a dais where one of these might have been like fitted, and it it looked very large, but like the receptacle was like you know bowl shaped. Right. So it's not it's not something that would be too large to carry or conceal, perhaps. I think upon seeing this, um, so does does anybody show any particular interest in this in this pearl? Um, I mean, so. Let's see. So it's one black pearl, roughly the size of a marble. Yeah. Like a yeah, big marble. A, a large marble, you know, your shooter, if you will. What's a, what's another example of that kind of size? Um, like a ping pong ball? Ping pong ball would probably be uh, the closest, yeah. So very large for a, a pearl, um, but not a... Uh, a ton of of platinum itself and you know the way it would kind of be harvested be cracked open and melted down um to get the the platinum out but i see yeah but but so the core itself is just platinum not like some adamantine or nope. some sky metal of some sort or a not, calcum not to, to your knowledge no okay. or a calcum nice word um yeah yeah that's that's one of my seven dollar that's my seven sky metal words. <laughs> um, uh, seven dollar fantasy metal words. Yeah. Um, 
No, I don't think Candoso has any particular attachment to this. Uh, if, uh, let's say, Candoso sees uh, uh, Hanto uh, looking at it with some particular interest, uh, would pass it right over to Hanto and uh, asks, Might this be best in your safekeeping, friend? I think, um, I mean, uh, having originally discovered this thing in the in the creature's satchel, he just kind of looks at it and you can almost visibly see the gears turning in his head because he's not, he's good at learned things, but he's not particularly great at figuring out things on his own. Um, but something kind of seems to click just because he's starting to look for correlations between what he's seen in his dreams and the similarities, the patterns that are starting to form. And he just kind of looks at the pearl and he just shakes his head and says, no, I have no interest in this particular item. And he looks over at Cassius and uh, kind of offers it with a hand up. And he says, but this is very interesting. Rock gut on your shoulder, Alaris. Waking up with the day will say, good luck. Yeah, Cassius will reach out and take it from you and say, just, just mighty curious and we'll warm our coffer or something. Very nice. I agree with Rotgut. It, with these things now dead and no longer haunting our, our waves, perhaps this will turn our luck in these waters. Um, so uh, you ordered people to, to raise the capstan um, and raise anchor. Has that, have they finished doing that, Patrick? during this uh, during the, the combat uh yeah yeah you guys can can set off uh here it, it only takes a a few minutes to get it back in um ship shape to ship out mm -hmm. um in the early morning dawn well <clears throat> the I, I the sharks that were circling around the ship they're they're nowhere to be seen now and it seems like you've you've gotten gotten away with this uh-huh uh, -huh. uh I think uh, he'll look over at the capstan and then look back over at Cassius and say, forgive me, I don't expect you to understand, but I think I think I am needed here. Uh, Cassius just kind of looks at you because you're obviously, you know, there's crypticness there that he probably doesn't understand. And he says, mate, all I understand is I'm holding platinum in my hands. I don't care what caused you to drop anchor. This was worth it, mate. Now, if there's another reason that you want to be here or you have a feeling that we need to be investigating something else, then by all means, my ears are open. Other, if you don't, though, we best be moving on. <clears throat> well, do you, yeah, no, do you want to? There's tons of islands and archipelagos here. If you guys want to um, look around these waters, patrol these waters, perhaps. Um, um, if if the if all of the officers are present, uh, I think uh, Hanta will kind of step back and look over at uh, Alaris and Candoso and realize that he's not just speaking to Cassius at the moment and say and he'll try to explain um, where I'm where I'm from. Uh, dreamers are are held in high regard, and though I personally don't find myself worthy, I I was chosen to take this role and even though it was rare 
I was able to communicate with these dreams. It hasn't happened for at least a month, maybe more. I've, I've lost count, if I'm honest. But just, just this night, somebody reached out to me directly and spoke to me and, and requested my help. I, I thought it was important to stop and try to understand. Um, Did the voice sound familiar? Was it a voice from one of your dreams? I don't remember specifically, Patrick, if the voice was familiar. Um, no, no. I think you saw bits and pieces of what looked like a uh, a fish face, perhaps, um, like a a fish humanoid. Um, but uh, I, I guess if you want to describe it to the the folks here, um, you can. And I, I didn't really have you roll for it. But if you want to roll a um, a lore roll or or nature, might be a little little more difficult with just a description. But oh boy, oh Jabert, oh what'd you roll? A thirty-one. Nineteen on the dice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I guess he'll try to recall the details. He remembered seeing uh, deep water uh, and. I don't remember exactly which details you described, actually, come to think of it. But. Yeah, it was it was murky. It was dreamlike. I can show you a little bit of art here of indeed a the your description of this creature um, here on the map. Uh, this uh, from the description, I think Kendoso ha- have heard of another undersea um, a humanoid race called a, a Lakatha. Um, Lokatha, excuse me, which are indeed um, much like the Sahu Yin, an underwater um, But sort of a humanoid fish people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not specifically like demon people? (laughs) No, no, they're, um, you know, not known. They're they're actually quite uh, rare that they'll come to the surface and trade with yeah. You know, top side. So, so, sort of like, sort of like how the the mermaids in this universe are very. Uh, oh, they're cagey. To, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I will listen carefully to Hanto's story, and I'll and I will say, friend Hanto, you should follow this dream. If there is something to follow here, you have our ship at your back. Yeah. Do you guys want to? Uh, patrol these waters. I think the original plan for taking a look at the map was to go kind of to the far western side of the the shackles, uh, out beyond um, this this very large island uh, to the north of of where you guys were attacked by the sea devils is called um, Shark Island. But if you want to patrol around here, you can. There's um, Plenty of, of open uh, passageways for, for ships to kind of cut their way through the shackles heading, heading either north or south. I, I support us following the stream, believe me, Hanto, but I, I do think we should be cautious. I mean, couldn't this just be some sort of trap? I, maybe maybe the Sahuyan themselves uh, impersonated this and, and made this dream occur. I, I mean, we just don't know the truth of the matter. I suppose it could be true. Aye, but even then, if 
The sea devils have figured out a way to manipulate dreams. I'm still keenly interested in how they do that, and if I can't acquire it for myself. I think I can convince the crew that this little pearl might be just a, a small part of a greater fortune that lies in this area. The sea devils didn't make this themselves. They must have taken it from something. I think there, are, I think there do be something worth following here. So let's get to it. Yeah. Um, at that, Hanta will nod, and uh, he'll look at Cassius and say, I have no interest in these pearls. The only interest in these pearls that I have is what they might mean. Ultimately, I am looking for a relic that my tribe had taken from them generations ago, and it is a similar shape to these pearls. As embarrassing as it might be to admit, it's possible that they were simply stolen just because they were shiny. He shrugs. That would make sense under what I know about sea devils. I'll keep my eye out for anything that looks similar to this and that is, like you say, shiny. So we're sort of on the lookout for a, a artifact that is important to Hantu's people. Is that the idea? Mm, a number of them. Ah, I see. That's, what, uh, that's what his goal is. I see. Um, well, and, uh, well he... if it's Hanto's goal, it's my goal, too. <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. I'm with Aww, you. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> no. Best friends. But uh, he'll, the he'll second just... you find the Palantir, you're like, smash! <laughs> <laughs> no it's one should have this evil power. <laughs> I can't get out of this AP fast enough. Uh, no, uh, uh, at that, though, uh, Hanto will dip his head at Cassius again and, and say, if if you can help me for this means, then I will help you accomplish whatever it is that you have set out to do, no matter how long it takes. Right now, I'd be hoping to find myself a relic that can manipulate people's dreams, but past that, I'll let you know. <laughs> and he, he just kind of grins at that. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, uh, heading back out that day on the, the open seas here around Shark Island. Um... Perhaps the previous nights uh, or two of bad luck. You've got all of your bad luck out of the way as it's not. But uh, about six hours later, you guys get your first stroke of good luck on board your new vessel with sails on the horizon, uh, seemingly sticking close to the shoreline of, of uh, an unnamed um, string of islands and, and navigating closely along coral reefs. You see what looks like a stinky fishy hooker um oars in the water huh but ready to be <laughs> a stinky I... fishy hooker jibbert uh, oh oh that's ah. an unfortunate oh, string of words that you chose. i'm sorry yeah. did I on, two of these cast members was so good a hooker is a form of uh of ship oh, i thought i thought that perhaps it? you were referring to the loctath that spoke to me in my dreams <laughs> no, she might be. Uh, she's definitely fishy. I don't know about. I don't think it could be very stinky underwater. Smell doesn't travel that well, right? Well, I mean, fish and uh, sharks, they sharks, have nostrils. The same. Yeah, sharks the, smell shark? great underwater. They, great yeah, they can smell, smell real, yeah, real yeah, great. They, they might smell like cologne. Yeah, it, when, when you swim in the ocean and you <laughs> fart underwater, you kill like two sharks. So that's what I should do if I get attacked by a shark <laughs> is fart at it? Oh, oh God. Just, oh, oh, just no. start ripping. Just start <laughs> This is a butt. prolonged PSA. Just like, 
Hey, everybody. We like to have fun here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. But holding them uh, teeth. Don't fart in the ocean. Don't fart in the water. <laughs> we got to come up with a song for that. Like, there, there has to be some well, sort of song. It's frustrating because I'm a big fan of Jaws, and the quote keeps getting misread as we're going to need a bigger boat, where it's we're going to need a bigger fart. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it's what annoying. he said. That's, That's what, what he, he said. said. Yeah, it's like how Darth Vader doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. He said, like, Luke, fart on that shark. Yeah. No, he said, Luke, yeah. Luke don't fart underwater. <laughs> don't, Luke, don't, don't fart underwater. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Batman movie where he pulled out the the uh, the, the shark spray, the anti-shark spray? But mm-hmm. really, it was like it was very like clearly taped over, and it was mm-hmm. used, you, it was supposed to say fart spray. It was yeah. it was bat yeah. fart. Yeah. He yeah. Ki- Batman killed that shark. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you guys see this ship, and we're off to the races for for chases toot, toot. into sailing combat. We're going to be using uh, we're we're going to go in turn order between the ships using opposed uh, sailing lore checks or other appropriate skills to handle each round, and depending on the circumstances, your successes or failures in those dice rolls, um, how many successes you need in order to chase down a ship of a certain size now mind you this is does look just like a fishing galley so gonna be fairly easy to board um but let's get an initiative order and captain cassius give me a roll to start off sailing sailing lore yeah oh uh, let's re-roll that let i'm just gonna use the hero <laughs> point right out the gate you don't want to start with a natural one. i don't want to start with a one that's just that yeah icky that's that's, that's it's a fart in the water. That does not resonate oh, with joy. There we go. That's better. 24. That okay. resonates with joy. Yeah. A couple of successes here as you're able to pull in on the ship. Um, even before it kind of uh, can can see you in the water. But they, um, yeah, they, they immediately put down their their oars and start paddling extremely quickly along the, the coastline here. Um, let's do another round of that and see if you can catch up. Oh, we both rolled the exact same, so we'll figure out. <laughs> we both rolled a yeah. seven. So we're going to figure out who's got the higher bonus on the ships. Great. Great. I have some. I do have my captain uh, of the ship here who, who boy, it's not grand. <laughs> <laughs> not great at boating. Get good Is at a bunch of staying on these rolls or anything. Um, in the future, if if uh, if things get dangerous and we need to start doing specific things, um, like you know, hoisting up certain sails or, or dropping sails, uh, I think that's when we um get you involved. Right now, it's uh basically everyone just doing their job and getting them getting the ship moving forward. Um, to get in position and after only about 20 minutes or so of sneaking up over um, the crest of like an island uh, you guys are able to finagle the ship into boarding um, range Boop. and I've got got us on a new map here as you lay down planks across the the vessel uh, you see uh, atop this this fishing hooker uh an interesting sight. Uh, the captain is it's not some slovenly drunken fisherman, uh, but you see here um, flanked by a number of what looked like um, uh, sword hands, perhaps mercenaries, 
a finely manicured, oiled and and ring beard um, dwarf, uh, fairly well to do in, in pressed leathers and with what is what is he sporting? Uh, he's got a rapier at his side. Uh, he he pulls out and, and says, uh, "Not let them take the Elton Blade." The what? Uh, you guys have what was the name of the ship? Uh, the Elton Blade. Elton Blade. Okay. Um, you guys. Isn't that have... the name of the new From Software game that's being written by George R. R. Martin? <laughs> oh man, I forgot all about that. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not Elton Blade. That's George needs to be paid. Different Let's get into initiative turn order. Uh, like I said, you guys have a number of rounds here before we, we jump in. If you do want to use something like a sailing lore or uh, another appropriate skill for the initiative turn order, uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. And you can place yourselves on, there's a couple of, um, couple of ways to get across. So here. we're still pretty you and check cooking along here. We're still both traveling at speed. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's basically stopped when you get your, your planks over the board because uh, most of its uh, movement is from below deck. They have oars in the water that are propelling it along. Okay. So uh, and I guess I guess what I mean is if I were to cast a spell that is like an area of effect spell, would that... Um, sort of float away as we move forward or if it's something no if it's something like fog you cast it on like the deck of the ship okay okay so so i could i could do like an obscuring mist for example now yeah but if there's there's wind that can blow it away that could blow it away that's something else is there something sneaky i can do like oh if you just wait i'll make you sneaky as all heck well, I, I kind of just wanted to use stealth for my initiative roll, but I can make you even sneakier. You'll still get uh, you, you can do that, Rebecca. Go right ahead. All right. Oh no, that's a natural one. Of my st- I'm going to re-roll my stealth check. <laughs> no, that's you not guys. a good. That's not a good use of my re-roll because this is just for initiative. So not very sneaky, sis. Uh, not I, very I sneaky. Yeah. I imagine when we like you were, you know, getting in position to be sneaky and that's when we kind of came all up alongside the ship and it, you know, there was like a, a raucous and you just kind of fell. Like, ah! Oh, oh boy. Oh, glad you got that out of the way. Get those out. Patrick, I need you to flush those out of your system. Couple of dice here, a two and a 20. And, uh, yeah, we are. In it, we're in initiative turn order now. Uh, first up, though, perhaps readying some magic, some potions, some lotions as you guys are getting ready to board. Uh, in the same way that uh, the, the magician on board the Wormwood, uh, when you guys took the man's promise, we've got Candoso ready to sling some spells. All right, let's see here. I'm just trying to make this thing a circle. Yeah, there we go. Um, so I'm going to cast indeed a spell upon perhaps the uh, the four of this ship. What exactly are you doing? I'm casting a spell upon the oh. the, the the four the front the the ah. front part of the ship. The boat tip. 
the boat tip is what they call it on uh, ships. And what is yeah. this spell? I am casting ye old obscuring mist. Uh, it's a, it is a, sorry, it's okay. It's a twenty foot burst, so it's sort of a forty foot across. Yeah, um, it's almost the entire ship. The ship is yeah. only about fifty feet uh, in length. Yeah, so it is a. Uh, so all of the uh, the folks on sort of the the front two thirds of the ship are uh, ensorcelled in a powerful um, obscuring mist, <clears throat> and I can see directly through it. And I indeed I walk <laughs> aboard. Oh yeah, I forgot all about your yeah. stormboard. Doesn't bother you at all, but everyone else. Oh, you be- best be ready with those flat DC five checks. Does that include us? Oh, yeah. Uh, it does, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, right, so you're moving right up to this uh, this sword hand, this ruffian in in front of you. Indeed, um, I just, I just, I walk aboard the ship. What's he got on him? Oh, he's got a actually, club. I might, actually, I might walk aboard the, the part up towards the north <laughs> where the people are a little bit further away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let me make some rules here. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the mist on board here, you see a number of uh, what look like fishermen more than than sailors um, who who will kind of like recoil as you uh, approach them, Candoso, and are blindly fumbling through the fog. Uh, but you do uh, hear this uh, this dwarven captain calling out and says, uh, "Don't let them board the ship, my men! Take them down!" You see him at first moving through the fog, uh, and then... Hey guys, I think we're boarding a Muppet captain's ship. I, I could be wrong. I believe his name is Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> yo-ho, yo-ho. A pirate site for me. Spice! <laughs> Spice! You see him move forward and kind of hunker down um, behind some um, life rafts um, in the, the center here of the, the ship, Kendoso. Then as soon as he uh, gets behind there and out of sight, he's gone from your vision. And that is his whole turn, bringing us to Honto in, in the fog and getting ready to climb over off the enemy ship, I imagine. Um, enemy ship, big quotes. Uh, yeah, to that to that end, he's does not look entirely pleased about what's happening right now. Um, and I think he's just kind of watching Cassius, um, mm-hmm. again with like kind of like a meaningful look, like waiting to see what he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I will go ahead and hold my action until Cassius goes. I guess. Oh, you don't have to wait too long because Cassius is next in the turn order. Uh, Cassius will, you know, yell back at his crew, take the ship, but remember, do it politely, I guess. Poke him on the head, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys are down three pirates from last week alone. Three crewmates. So so just, I mean, to explain and make it perfectly clear, you're not attacking anybody who does not fight back. Anybody who does fight back, try to knock him out 
try to do it non-lethally. Knock him out the box, Luke. Out the box. Um, essentially, especially, you know, Cassius sees that before the mist came down, there were these mercenary-looking individuals, and that excites him because it's potential we can recruit them. So he, he absolutely wants them to live. That said, he is going to... Uh, he's going to issue a bond mod. I don't think I need to see them. I think they just need to be able to hear me. Oh. Well, not much further than about 30 feet away from from where you're starting. So more than likely hear, hear you over the raucous shouting of the, the Tidebreakers crew. They cannot. No, I'm sure they can. Very close. Very close very to you. Very good. So let's start with a diplomacy uh, roll here. That was a deception roll, <laughs> I guess. We'll, uh, I guess we'll take the roll. Uh, oh, man. Not very good. Mm-hmm. It would be a 16. Against their, uh, what? It would be against <clears throat> their will DC. 10 plus their, their will save bonus. Uh, that is a success. Excellent. So uh, we'll just, the one, the dwarf disappeared. So we'll call it the uh, sword hand that is kind of closest to the ship receives a negative three on perception and will saves. Oh my. Or I'm sorry, negative two on perception and will saves. Okay, and that means we have some panache. So we're going to then use a move action. Oh boy, I'm trying to figure out. I think I'm going to go. Cassius is going to move up via the northern uh, gangplank that is kind of spanning the two ships. Position mm-hmm. himself mid deck aboard the blade. Okay. And I have one more action. How far can I see in the mist? Unobstructed, um, probably no more than about uh, 10, 15 feet. If something's not right okay. next to you, though, I believe you do suffer. They suffer uh, concealment or they are concealed. Okay. Uh, which means um, no, no, everything is concealed, but uh, they have greater concealment. I think if they're uh, more than five feet away. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. That's okay. Let's still try to throw. Yeah, I think we're still going to try to throw a knife at the one that I issued the bon mot at. Oh, a 19 on the dice. Uh, maybe a crit if I can get past this flat check. Oh, no, I don't think I did. If it's in a mist, yeah, it's DC 5 flat check. Is there any greater check for, for ranged uh, um, items? Not, or am I, am I just thinking not, of first edition? Not for obscuring mist. Yeah, for obscuring mist, it's just 
DC five. Concealed. Yeah. Then uh, a six on the dice is a success. Or uh, Tyler. Oh, cool. Is a twenty nine a crit by any chance? Against this ruffian that you've you've thrown off balance and is also uh, flat footed still. Uh, that is a crit to start That's us off. Unfortunate. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I wanted. I was... He goes down holding his deck. <laughs> this, this is a this is a non-lethal throwing dagger, right? Like no, I was just gonna open up with like a. I was like, yeah, let's open up with something mean, and then we'll switch to just like bonking. <laughs> I didn't mean to do this. It's just a dagger. Uh, How much damage are we talking? Yeah, it can't be that bad, right? It's uh, six points of damage. Oh, minimum on both rolls. Perfect. Yes. Basically non-lethal to these guys. They've had daggers stabbed in, in worse places for sure. Um, oh. Six points. Ouch, though. Uh, he is he's still up and angry, obviously. But before he goes, uh, Honto, do you want to jump back in? I would like to re-enter re the, the turn order. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you see your captain going after a trio of what looks like, uh, I would say sword hands, but they are <laughs> the, they actually have mismatched armor and are using clubs as weapons, like- Club hands. Bats. Club and, hands. Uh, yeah, they're club hands. They look indeed like what There's they are- one of them are, named Edward. Uh, if you want them to be and they stay alive, perhaps, but- um, we're back to naming NPCs if, if you do recruit them. <laughs> but I, I will say uh, in the Dungeon Master Pathfinder 2nd Edition book, there's a number of great NPCs. And this is one of them I've pulled out uh, called a ruffian. And he is. They are. Okay. Um, so uh, how, how far down is the uh, deck of this ship from the deck of our ship? Yeah, that's a good point. These um, planks are probably going down about five feet or so. Okay, um, so. that's not that big of a deal. No, uh, it's actually, oh. you know, a couple of decks, this uh, this fishing vessel, because you've got the um, got like the fish deck and you've got a, a whole the bottom deck for the rowers. Um, and there are quite a number of them. Here on the okay. Blade. I will go ahead and utilize my quick leap with assurance. Mm, jumping over. Just hop right down, right in front of Cassius. And uh, uh, there's I, mist, so you spook him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine uh, just a, a fairly sizable Eruxy just landing with a thud directly in front of you? <laughs> um, and spooky. I don't believe I can use. Oh man! Imagine uh, behind you on the uh, the deck of the Tidebreaker, Jack Scrimshaw, Rosie Cuswell, just a whole bunch of. Pirates going, oh, 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 What is this, Smash Brothers? Jun, no, jun, jun. Uh, <laughs> and you land on the, the ship. Um, so I don't believe I can utilize uh, uh, non-lethal strikes with wolf stance because it's very specifically piercing damage. Um, oh, is there, is there a reason why you can't do piercing non-lethal? I guess I don't know. Uh, oh, I, I haven't I haven't looked specifically into it. I just figured that maybe it wouldn't allow me to do non-lethal unless you're okay with it. I imagine you'd just be like slashing at like tendons and things like that. Sure. I mean, if you're okay with it, I'll do it. Yeah, it might just still a penalty to the attack. Oh, yeah. Still a thing? Or? Yeah. No, because it's unarmed. But if it, so, if it has a weapon with the non-lethal, yeah. Right, yeah, because unarmed has the non-lethal property, 
right? Yes. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the thing about being a monk is that mm -hmm. it gives you the option to either do non-lethal right. or lethal damage, just right on a on a whimsy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Knock him out. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. All right. I will enter wolf stance, and I will, in a very non-lethal way, pierce them with my piercing strikes, uh, with a flurry of blows. Mm -hmm. Pierce their ACL. That usually takes people out for a while. I'm going to go after the same target. So these are non-lethal attacks. Uh, 24 versus AC. Uh, that is hits. And second strike. 18 versus AC. Also hit. Okay. Hey. So that is a total of 24 non-lethal piercing damage from one attack. Excellent. 24. This one that's got a dagger sticking out of him is still up. But uh, boy, howdy. He's taking a bunch of... Of oh wait! Stinging, stabbing. Wait, 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 wait! Gotta keep myself honest. Mm -hmm. Gotta roll those missed chances. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for both. Right, yeah. Not the oh. missed chances. Oh, Ah! One good, one bad. So twelve points of damage. twelve points of non-lethal. All right. Got some more. Hey, at, le at least those won't be your attack rolls next turn. No, that's per perhaps not. We'll see. Is that all three actions. That is all three of my actions, yes. Okay, then let's head on to Alaris. All right, Alaris. Uh, In her hiding space. <laughs> Apparently very bad hiding space. Um, I think it's just slowed her down. She's uh, very slow to act this round. Um, can I stand on this thing on the map? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's perhaps the the, the turning wheel for the, the front of the, the vessel. Um, uh, yeah, you're you're surrounded by some uh, hooker fishermen, but uh, uh, you, you can stand there. Can I try first to uh, get them to comply with us? Uh, I mean, they they don't seem to be harboring weapons right now. They're just kind of like, you know, holding you back. You know, trying to stop you from going perhaps uh, downstairs. But they're they're holding up their hands also, kind of in a defensive gesture. Okay, well, uh, seeing that, she's going to turn around um, and see if she can possibly glean where this guy that went invisible is, or did he go below decks? Is that the implication? No, well, make me a perception check. You don't um, see him where you think you would. You've got an angle on the backside of the the, the emergency life raft here in the, the center of the ship. You don't see any anyone hunkering down all right, that's a 22 on perception. Let's see here. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to be there. Um, perhaps he hid underneath the the boat, but he's outside of your view. Okay, I think that's all I can do. Um, what did how, how many move actions did it take to get over there? Well, I guess just one. I guess I could do something, but I'm not gonna punch these guys if they've got their hands up. Good point. Good point. Uh, okay. Well, then let's move on to the ruffians who will move up and around. Uh, one of them coming up to you, Cassius. I think another one will try and move around and get to you, Alaris and Candoso. Uh, this one's going to try and bring the club down on Honto, the one that you have stab punched <laughs> not lethally perhaps uh imagine that's kind of like fingers going in finding those nerve pockets uh or just like a jab to the sternum perhaps I don't yeah kidney punch ouch 
All right, first attack versus a Uruxi Hanto. Uh, eight on the dice is gonna be a miss. Let's try. I'll try for a second. Well, I'll keep digging that that grave. Uh, six on the dice <laughs> is further, and at this point, you know what? I could roll a, a natural twenty here, can't? <laughs> Wait, no. Minus. Uh, I would have to roll a natural. Oh, it went down. Wow. Wow. Uh, eight, six, and four. A lot of misses there. Uh, this guy has already moved twice. He'll move up to Cassius and do a couple of attacks, bringing like a, a big, big old club out from behind him. Can we keep the low numbers going? Of oh, course. No. Oh, oh, no. Of course. Why would, why would they? Why would I roll low? Um, that's um, some high numbers. What's your AC right now? I mean, I think that 16 is going to hit, too. The AC is 21. Uh, no, 16 is missed, but that 18 is definitely a hit. Is it uh, definitely a hit? Or is it possibly a hit? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, everyone's going to forget about the mist. Can we Come do on, what we did? mist. No Come on, mist. Oh, mist. Yeah, another uh, 16 on the dice. I tried. Thank you. Okay, and club action coming at you. On me? Oh, nope, sorry. This is still on oh. Captain Cassius. 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, but we do have one of these ruffians on you and Candoso. Let's see who's getting attacked. Hilarious, of course. Uh, I would like to use Nimble so Dodge on this first attack. All right, let's do it. A 13 on the dice. What is your armor class? It would be 22, and also it cannot be flat-footed from flanking. Uh, 22, it's exactly what I've rolled. Mist. And mist. the mist does not affect it, uh, as this guy has, oh, has seen some. You know what I said at the very beginning of the episode before we started recording is that I needed to heal, and we didn't heal. <laughs> uh, well, you've you've had. Oh yeah, no, you didn't heal, did you? Oh no! <laughs> I thought you just needed to like drink something. I don't. Uh, I mean, I. I don't you know. need to like drink this Gatorade? seven points of uh, bludgeoning damage. Is what you need. Well, good thing you're standing right next to Kendoso. <laughs> uh. All right, so seven is that what you said? Seven points of bludgeoning, and with the second attack, hey, he'll spread the love to Kendoso. Why not? Uh, oh, no, that is going to be a miss against Cantoso, and he moved, which means that's the end of their turn, and we're back to the top of the turn order with Cantoso. Let's see, so one, all right, so my first, I'm going to cast a level two spell, heal, uh, with one action. Hilarious, you can roll 2d8. I mean, uh, assuming there's no attack of opportunity. There is. Oh, dang it. An attack oh, of beans. opportunity. Oh, <laughs> These ruffians have got you where they oh, want no, you. Hilarious. Wait, do, do. I rolled yeah! a natural one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Hilarious, roll your 2d8 points of damage. All right. Do, do, wait, damage? So do healing spells trigger attacks of opportunity? Uh, yeah, in this one they do. It's yeah. just any oh, spell. Oh, man. Yeah. Any spell does, yeah. Rough. Oh, but you, you've spoiled so, my secret now that they, you know, they have attacks of opportunity. So is nine the total that I get back? Uh, correct, yeah. Okay. So you get, you get nine HP 
and as a two, as my other two actions, I am. Uh oh. Rawr! I'm a bear now. Oh, he's a bear. <laughs> it's it's the ship bear, the the bear that lives on ships, you know. Um, uh, and just for my own purposes, Patrick, I have imprecise scent, so within thirty feet, uh, I don't. Well, guess know what? You you smell a whole lot of stinky fishy ogres. Uh, well, I mean, so specifically anybody who's invisible, I I, I know what square. See, so. <sighs> Make me a perception check, and I will tell you if you can tell the difference between some of these folks on the That's ship. Not how pres- That's not how this ability works, Patrick, but okay. I mean, do you know what a a, a well-manicured and oiled and quaffed dwarf smells like? He would smell m- very you different exactly. than the other things around him. <laughs> you, you, you know that I definitely know what that is, Patrick. Well, we'll let your perception check determine. Yes. 16. I know exactly oh, yes. what that smells like. He's still standing. If your scent is to okay. be believed exactly where he was okay. behind he's, that. He's got, he's, so we're, I'm, getting, I'm getting like a, like a, like a. That is where his great axe body spray yeah. smell coming off of that square right there. Well, I'll tell you, that is where his scent is. For certain. Got it. Yeah. Um, it smells very much of. Uh, dwarven oils and uh, great axe not it, it's the only thing on this thing that actually does not smell like a sticky fish <gasps> okay. um great that's that, my husband don't spare him but yeah as you're as you're sniffing out this guy he's obviously he's moving around the deck here he's gonna find some quarry I think he's identified who the captain is if he pops up right behind me and you obviously smell him coming up right next to you, Kentoso, as he appears striking out at Cassius with a, no, husband, a rapier. Don't do this. <laughs> I, just lo- I just love, I love that there's a massive Uruxi who just pummeled a dude and they're like, nope, mm-hmm. skip. Let's just beat the snot out of the dandy with a hat. Oh, you know for a fact that it is captain on captain time. With for like stealthy six seconds before I get out of there. Roguish it's tool. dandy punching time. <laughs> okay. Uh, flat-footed. I've rolled a seven on the dice. Uh, as you're being flanked. And that is just a hit, I believe. What, what's your armor class again? A flat-footed would only be 19. All right, good. Yes, that is a hit. With the rapier. Stabbing into your backside. Max right here. Uh, yeah, D8 plus 5, 13, and... Oh, um, mischance? Uh, 16 to make it... Oh my gosh, I need that so bad. 16 points of damage unless... Oh no, he, he stabs <laughs> oh, no. well through the, the fog, clearing, parting it as uh, he stabs through you. Uh, let's go on to attack number two and make another stab attack. Oh no! Natural oh. twenty. Oh no! Tyler's, Tyler has left the room. Tyler's left the room, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh no! The roguish dwarven captain. I guess it's uh, his ship now. He's taken over the <laughs> tidebreaker. It's been a very <laughs> short. It's journey. a tidebreaker, everybody. 
Tyler, how are you doing? Suck a fart, Patrick. Just roll damage. <laughs> Actually, roll your mist chance. Maybe, maybe the mist will save you. Yeah, my mist, my misty spell. Yeah. I swear, if it does, I'm gonna be so unhappy. Oh, it's a mist. Oh no! <laughs> I'm rolling yeah, rocks for the it mist. Doesn't matter. This game wants me dead so Ooh. bad. And by the way, there's uh, you're out. Stupid. Yeah, we're talking twenty-eight points yep. of damage. Yep, unconscious. Oh, the captain needs help. Dude, combat's so fun when you get to have one round. That's <laughs> all it takes. Uh, that is their turn, though. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it's your turn, Cassius. Uh, how how are you feeling there, big big guy? I think you're. I at just want to. Med- dying too. For the crits, yay! Again, this is the second time you've put me to dying too via a crit. In this, this thing. I'm so sorry. But you know how many like, times you, in in, in three I seasons of Cosmic Crit, I think you've done that to me once. Pathfinder Maybe. Second Edition is amazing. Is all I've got to say. Just <laughs> love it. Okay, I need to make a flat DC twelve to stabilize. That is correct. <laughs> and I've already used my hero point. Yep. <sighs> Sucks to suck. And now, actually, technically, you do this at the bottom of the turn order. I do it. I because I I drop. I think so he, drops I, he moves. He moves to immediately after the turn of the person who dropped him. Yeah, and he so, just went. So I'm I'm good. I'm right where I should yeah, be. Yeah. So 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 his he moves to right then in the oh, turn order. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is interesting. But um, I rolled a thirteen. So that's so great news. Stabilized and oh hey, you've got the Avenger himself, Honto, uh, on the case next to you, Seth. You've been here before, your captain down and uh, needing of some speedy recovery. Indeed. Um, so would you say that I could stand over Cassius? Oh yes, most definitely. Okay. He's going to do so. Uh, Lord it right and, over him. Go ahead and move. I guess I'll kind of like, uh, I don't, uh, it's making me snap into that. We know where he is. He's, he's standing over Cassius. Um, yeah, you got him right there. And, uh, I'm going to use, utilize, uh, I guess, a, a, what is it called in this system? The five footstep? Uh, is it a stride? No, no cause a stride, stride is triggers. the actual movement. I think it is right. just called a step. Like a step yes. or a shift. Shift. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Step on over. I don't. Yeah. Whatever. The the one that doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity. Still, um, still a, a single action, but you're doing so defensively. Indeed. Um. Hmm. Couple options here. Uh, I think what I'll probably just do though is, uh, since I am flanking with the the ship bear, uh, is I will go ahead and try to return the favor to dwarf captain man here. Already, I can't. I can word. confirm. I've looked it up. It is a step action, and step. because because okay. you are only moving five feet, I'm gonna call it a five foot step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same. Same Sounds thing. Good to me. Uh, I am going to go ahead and use a hero point to try and re-roll that attack. If Which, that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. You rolled a. Does a twenty-nine hit? 
Um, no, no, it doesn't. It critically oh. hits. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um, does it though? Hold on. Let's yeah. let's let's go ahead and roll the second attack. Oh, this missed. Does a twenty-five hit? No, oh, yeah. I would assume so. Yes. Okay. Not well, a crit. Sorry. Time time to roll some miss chances. Oh. oh. They both uh, hit. God. Seth is rolling out of his mind. Uh, Seth and me are just uh, tit for tat on these. <laughs> They're in a league of their own ones. over here. You got a. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. That, that's. Uh, wait, you got two 19s on these attacks. Indeed. Oh, yeah. uh, so um, let's see here. That is going to end up being a uh, math. 32. Uh, non-lethal damage to the dwarf captain. In toto? Uh, yes. And I have a third action. From these two attacks? Alright, well he's still up, but you are pummeling him as he's taking out your your captain friend here. He's like, oh, oh goodness, this, uh, get this Rexy <laughs> off from me! Uh, and just on the off chance that it will work, I'll go ahead and wheel around and try to grapple the gentleman to the south. Hmm. Uh, utilizing assurance, which mm -hmm. will give me, let's see, a flat 18. Against Fortitude DC? Yes. Ooh. Against the ruffian, that is not enough. Okay. I thought I would give it a shot. Uh, that is going to be my turn. Okay. Uh, Alaris, on to you. Okay. I think we talked about this on Discord, but rules for quick draw, can I use that with a potion to pull out a potion and take it in one fell swoop? Or are it, are those separate actions or how, how does that work? I believe there was some errata about this. And if it's a worn item, um, then yes. Uh, so if this is something you can like have on your, your belt, uh, which yeah. I, I don't see why not, then sure. Yeah, it's, it's just like one, it's just one action to pull it and then one action to drink it. So still have an action. But with quick want. draw, does it remove oh, no. one of those actions? Is quick draw specifically for weapons? That's I think what I'm that's wondering. specifically for weapons. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's what I think the issue is. I, I think that's the... what we had figured out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's specifically for weapons. Okay. All right. So I still have to take out the bottle, even if it's worn, and then take a drink of it. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds That's right. lame. Okay. But it but it only takes like one hand to do it. So like you can still have your sword in your hand and then draw the thing. And then... Yeah. Yeah. Quick draw is specifically weapons. Wait, what are you um, pulling out? Potion? Yeah. I really, really need to heal. I should have healed before. Oh, also, is there any chance it's, it's that I can call life. Sandara Quinn over here? I mean, she's right oh, there yeah. on the other ship. Yeah, she can she can pop over on her initiative. Okay, great. Yeah, I think as first mate, I'm I'm seeing the captain go down. I think I would call mm -hmm. her back up. Um, I don't know if that counts as an action or whatever, but no. Um, Screaming okay. for help is always a free action. I'm gonna roll for healing on this. All right, so that gives me another twelve. So which is nice. Decent. Um, wow. and uh. I'm going to, with my final action, I guess, just punch the guy that's right in front of me. Are we okay. still doing non-lethal damage? Punch with, punch with your sword. Yep. <laughs> Should I punch with my sword? Okay. Punch with the sword. All right, I'll use quick draw to pull out my sword then. 
you can use your fist. You're gonna you're gonna use a lower damage dice, but you won't take a negative. If you use the sword, like you're using the flat of the sword, much higher damage dice. You just take a small negative. But it's your first attack from the round. I would say that the higher damage dice outweighs the negative. Yeah. Okay. So she's going to uh, pull out her sword after taking that swig of uh, courage juice that she just took, and oh, oh. yeah, that's a twenty-seven. Uh, that is a hit, uh, but no crit. No crit. Aww. All right, so only close. eight damage. Roll me that missed chance. Oh right. For the miss. Could be none. Oh, I made it. Yay! All right, eight on the board for this guy. First bonkin he's taken as you've uh, given him the flat of the blade uh, it is their turn and i'm sorry alaris despite that he is going to attack the giant bear in front of him uh, yes, <laughs> but only after stepping defensively behind said bear and double attacking okay oh we've got a good one and a bad one 14 on the first is going to be a hit Let's see the mist chance mist goes off and coming at out of this with a big old bonking of seven points of bludgeoning damage uh, can do so we've got a conga line of flanking happening here said seven points seven points yeah uh let's see this one uh it's gonna move up to you honto and you've got a couple of uh, attacks here uh from this guy who's moved up a 14 on the first attack is going to be a hit. And you're taking nine points of non-lethal damage. Or, or you roll the miss? Bludgeoning damage. Oh, I will. And I'll never forget it. I'm never going to miss. We, we really need the miss to come in big. Never going to miss. All right. And this guy's going to make three attacks. Uh, flanking with his captain. You said that was nine damage, right? Nine. Correct. Thank you. Okay, and with three attacks, he has missed three times. So yeah, we found the we the, needed it. the worst of the ruffians. <laughs> as we go back to, uh, oh, we'll go to Sandara Quinn, who's gonna roll some magic to heal her Capitan. Oh my goodness, nearly max healing back for twenty six points HP as she's just on the the edge of the. The man's, uh, or I'm sorry, the the ship known as the Tidebreaker. Uh, I guess this does have a, a missed miss chance as well. Do you want to roll that, Tyler? No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, let's. Let, I'll do it. I'm doing it. Ah, fourteen. Yeah. Here, here, just for fun. Just for fun. I'll, well, show, you you. I'll show you what I would have done. No, I would have squawked. I would have barely hey. squeaked in there. Yeah. All right. So you are healed, no faith. and we're on to Candoso. Wish I could offer you a better sight upon waking up, Captain. Huh. All right, let's see Just here. waking up is Cassius's happiest moments. <laughs> so this uh, this Captain fellow is between, betwixt me and my Etruxy friend. Oh yeah, and he's not doing too well. <laughs> oh no, he's not. Uh, I believe I shall attack him with mine claws, uh, but specifically first with my bite. Okay. Uh, non-lethal. Um, it, it, sure, Ooh. sure. A non-lethal bite. 
Um, and so my first one will be a bite, then I might move on to a claw. Alrighty. If, if yawn man still stands, a 17 to bite. With flanking, that is a hit. Oh, yes. Uh, for 12 points of damaging. Uh, and that is enough to knock him unconscious. Arr, Huzzah! Arr, Captain, down, I say. Down, he, he hits the deck. I like to think you, like, grabbed his jacket with your teeth and then just flung him down into the deck head first. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I guess against this uh, this other fella, mm-hmm. this other fella to the north, I, I a make sailing, a second attack. Selling you and Alaris. Uh, that's a nine on the attack. It's not going to do it. No. And then a six on the attack. Oh, no, no, no. Mm. Two pile of misses. A pile of garbage. Already. Um, um, but yeah. And we, I'm done. We've got the captain taken care of here. And another captain back up. Cassius, uh, you are prone on the deck here. Uh, what kind of... Oh, it's much easier to stab me if I'm prone. Um, but if I stand up, I'm pretty sure I get smacked. You're like right on top of this dwarven captain. Uh, your bodies are kind of splayed out next to each other. Yeah, I would be. I'm going to be so upset if I stand up and you just immediately bonk me back down. Mm. Um. I wish there was something I could do from the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't think standing provokes an attack of opportunity, does it? I think that might be a pathfinderism. Is that my? Is that a pathfinderism? Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm used to saying that in Starfinder. I guess a first editionism. Yeah. <laughs> we will double check. I mean, I assume that it was just a move action to do and since since move actions provoke I was I mean it has the type of move so I would presume if, if that's the well, basis well so does a step though right yeah right but in in the description of step it specifically calls out not triggering reactions right stand doesn't stand is just a move <laughs> yes but um, specifically what triggers a attack of opportunity, at least traditionally so, is leaving a threatened square. Um, which That's true. I don't believe That's you're true. doing when you stand. Well, it says so. such, stepping doesn't trigger reactions such as attacks of opportunity that can be triggered by move actions or upon leaving or entering a square. So, wait, so yeah, so step does not trigger. But stand would because it's a move action. Yeah, stand ab- absolutely does. Because that is a move action. Move action, yeah. That so. doesn't specifically say it doesn't trigger. So, like, so like, um, um, for example, uh, release is a manipulate action. That specifically, does not trigger. Um, but all other manipulate actions do trigger. And so, like drawing a weapon is a move action. Oh, you know what I can do? I can still attack from the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yes. So here's here's the plan. You can't take attacks of opportunity when you're flat-footed. I'm gonna faint, try to make this guy flat-footed, and then while he's thinking I'm doing X, I'm gonna actually stand up 
You won't be able to hit me. That's the game plan. Sounds good to that's, me. That's super rad. Okay, so we're going to faint. This takes one action, and this is going to be against your perception DC using my deception. Now, is he still have a negative to his perception, or is that just a round? That lasts the... Um, that lasts for a minute. Okay, so he's still got that negative. Unless he Two. tries to get rid of it. Okay, I have rolled a 12 on the dice for a 23. Uh, yeah, that's a success. Okay, so you are fooled and you are flat-footed. Uh, oh, well, I mean, hmm. it, says, it says the target is flat-footed against the next melee attack that you attempt. Not mm. that you gain the flat-footed condition. That's unfortunate. Er, yikes. Then you take your licking, Tyler, and you stand up. Like as captain of this ship, you stand and take this beating, this natural twenty I'm about to drop on you your head. Alright, fine. So yeah. I'm still I'm still gonna faint that I'm gonna kick this guy in the knee and then and then I'll stand up and then I'll hit you, but you get to make your attack. I swear okay. to goodness. Okay. Natural two. Oh, Misses. You. Thank oh. you. I needed that. It's the lowest shiny. I've rolled all night. All night. Yep. Cool. I'm going to non-lethally hit you with a cutlass. I'm just going to use this skull cutlass hilt to punch you directly in the face. So we've 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 gotten rid of all pretense of, of you attacking an NPC and just straight gone to you attacking Patrick with a cutlass. <laughs> I'm going to punch you yeah. with a sword hilt. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. What, what listeners can't see is Tyler flailing around on uh, Patrick's floor in the background. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of like swinging a yardstick at Patrick. <laughs> I've got I've got used uh, Christmas wrapping paper tubes and I'm just beating the snot out of it. It does it does oh, zero, zero, 001 damage per hit, but it'll he's eventually trying. rack up. Alright, roll that attack. Oh, that's a miss. I mean, you're flat-footed, actually. Flat-footed. That is a hit. Hey. Flanking buddies. Oh, yeah. not me. Never mind. Not you. <laughs> Unless you want me to attack you. <laughs> then I have a flanking buddy with that. You, with that might hit, you might hit even without flanking on me. How much uh, damage? Excellent. Nine. Because okay. I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure I don't get to keep my panache if I go unconscious. That seems like an anti-panache thing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that is enough. Uh, he's he's uh, not doing too well after that hit, but he's still up. These guys have taken beatings all their lives. It's just another one, but maybe not from an Aruxi named Honto. <laughs> Seth, your turn. You've got two of these. Ruffian's still on your case. Indeed. Um, I think uh, just because this one's already taken damage and Cassius can still reach it, I'm going to do a single attack uh, mm -hmm. against the one to the west. Okay, yeah. So The west. So I'll do one attack here. Already. Uh, oh, yeah. 18 versus their AC. Oh, yeah. He's going to sleep after after <laughs> that. Uh, well, hold on. Got to roll that miss chance. Oh, good point. Good point. Oh, technically, oh, Tyler has to as well. I got two. Uh -oh. two. Oh, here ah. we go. Come on, fate. Don't do it to me. Yeah. 
All right, <laughs> you guys are squeaking him in. Yeah, that is enough to knock him out. Okay, so Five that is going to be uh, 15. Oh, yeah. Uh, non-lethal to take him down. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm not too concerned about these attacks of opportunity, so I'll go ahead and utilize a move action to step around. Oh, this individual. Oh boy. All right. Well, he will take his attack. And he will miss. No, I rolled a 17 on the dice, so he. And he will miss. Not a crit, but a hit. And the mist ah, allows it to go through. I was wrong. Maximum oh. damage, 11 points. Oof. Okay. Well. All right. I guess I'll just have this to miss. do him one better. It's just this you and me now, Aruxy. Yeah, Jibber, we got we got to talk about the mist, man. Like it's it's just not working. <laughs> it's the only thing that storm druids do. Yeah, I mean, I classic pirates. Oh no, I will say it hasn't affected us negatively at all either. So that's great. Like, yeah, I would be more upset if we had just constantly. We're just we can't hit crap, and they're just acting like there's nothing wrong. Right. Absolutely, <laughs> we, we've we've uh, accidentally raided the uh, uh, storm druid vessel. No. <laughs> oh no, they all see through it. Oh, no. Seth, you've got another action. I do, okay. and I'm going to utilize it to do a flurry of blows for my second and third attack. I know oh, uh, chances aren't amazing, but uh, miracles happen. Ooh, I believe in miracle. Oh, uh, does a 17 hit? It does not. Okay, I didn't think so. Um, I could roll a 20. Mm. It is within the realm of possibility. There's a 5% chance, sir. Oh. And I didn't do it, but I tried. Same, and that's same what matters. probability of rolling a six on the dice. Absolutely. <laughs> so never mind. That's it. I circled okay. around, took a beating, and then swung at him a couple times. Oh, and you've that got his attention, though. Indeed. Uh, Alaris may, might not have this guy's attention, but... Uh, you are immediately next to this one, Yun Candoso, here to the north side of the ship. Yeah, and it looks like he's up against the side of the ship, so there's nowhere for me to, like, tumble through, right? Not really, no. Okay. Well, in that case, I will just stand my ground and uh, try to whack him. If this whole world keeps pushing you around. Ooh, oh, two that is a natural two. I am going to re-roll that with my hero Ooh. point. Please yeah, do. Get some. Oh, that's oh, no. better. That's a 29. Yeah. 18 on the dice. It's a little bit better, I guess, if you're counting the numbers. <laughs> uh, critical hits. Awesome. Great, great reroll. Ouch. Indeed. So that's oh, 18 plus 15. Uh, yeah, he's unconscious. Well, yes. missed, missed, missed. Oh, missed. Oh, yeah. yeah Let's not yeah. get excited yet. Uh, <sighs> just take all the wind out of her sails. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. With that. See, the mist is there to oh, put the geez. wind in your sails when you pass it. <laughs> We're back to the hard. the lone ruffian uh, who takes a look around the deck and Whoa. sees he has. Oh, it's dead. Never mind. I was going to say, well, don't I get more, more actions? But... Yeah, but I'm I'm calling this combat as this this last ruffian sees his odds and throws his club down and says, I, I submit ye. Yeah, don't don't kill us. And we're out of combat. Woohoo. Cassius comes over to the one that submits and just like bonks him on the head with the back of his sword. <laughs> I, I, I gust of wind to push his weapon away from him. I, said, I, I, I surrender. <laughs> That's, uh, cool. Um, 
Cassius will look back at Sindara and, you know, ask her to tend to the mercenaries more critical concussion, probably concussion protocol. He institutes concussion protocol and uh, he's going to limp over to the other side of the boat and lean against the the, the rails. <laughs> so in that in that way, we can say that Cassius is better than the NFL. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the episode title. Cassie is better than the NFL. Yeah. I hope there are other ways that Cassius is better than the NFL. <laughs> like, um, I, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go around passing around Grog to the, to the crewmates here. Uh, uh, get Ambrose crew to, uh, to help me, uh, sort of pass what, what rations we have around. See if we can't bring some of these these sailors around to the the adventuring life and not this square uh, moving around the ocean life. No, you're um, already starting to schmooze them. We're schmoozing. We're boozing. We're cruising. We're and hopefully not losing. Can, can, not, not losing. Can Cassius make a thank you, Rebecca <laughs> diplomacy roll to try and ease the fisherman uh yeah yeah what are, you, what are you saying to him um <clears throat> i think cassius kind of is holding his side <laughs> and he's got some blood on him but he walks over and he says now don't be too afraid of our appearance we're not gonna be harming any of ye unnecessarily we're just going to have a chat with these here mercenary folks and we're gonna take a gander at what's in your coffers and we'll let you be on your way after a while as long as everyone behaves and acts gentlemanly y'all should be getting home or to wherever you call home safe and sound I was gonna say folks pirating it's really just uh, fishing for idiots so you got caught <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, make that make that diplomacy check here. Oh, definitely not making any diplomacy checks. <laughs> this bear's walking back down down. Uh, twenty seven on diplomacy. Yeah, so they they seem pretty pretty calmed by it. Uh, uh, there's about uh fifteen fishermen, um, between the top and the the lower deck here that you can sequester, and they're, you know, they're fine doing so. Um, uh. But uh, a lot of them speak well of their captain, um, Captain uh, Falkirk, and uh, and ask for, you know, mercy, mercy on his part. He's a well-liked captain. I think uh, uh, just to kind of help ease tension a little bit, um, when things have calmed down, uh, Hondo will actually approach some of the fishermen and ask them what they catch in these waters and then uh, ask if he can try his hand at it, you know, Ooh. as a fisherman himself. Well, they're mostly pulling some nets and things behind the the ship as they go, but uh, they, they can show you a, a hold full of fish, uh, most of which is uh, mackerel, very large mackerel. But taking a look, I mean, it does either they've not been out here too long or they've had um, uh, some some very light days as 
there can't be more than 10 gold worth of fish here. <gasps> uh, maybe a tenth of their hold is, is filled up. It seems like there's some climate change at work here. Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, you know, that's don't not worry. really a theme of the book, but it's it's funny that that's what you're drawing <laughs> from it. Yeah. Like overfishing in these waters. Inspector Kendoso is on the prowl. <laughs> Okay. It's the last time I bring a druid on a raid. <laughs> Keep running into <laughs> climate problems and having to fix them. <laughs> All right, everybody, take out your thermometers. <laughs> we're going um, to take some soil samples from the nearby islands. Core samples here, yeah. everybody. Uh, not much on the, the ruffians. Uh, they do have um, uh, studded leather armor. Uh, not a lot of it set for kind of ocean going. Um, uh, like their their boots are not made for for ship life. Uh, they have uh, each of them a club and a sling with uh, 30 bullets uh, between the three of them. Um, but on the captain, you find a, a fine uh, looking rapier um, in his his pocket. There is a, a silver flask uh, full of a smells like a very flammable alcohol a dwarven brew of some concoction uh he's wearing as i said fine clothes um there's a a small dice bag uh which uh taking a look over cassius i think you'd be certainly not oh. fooled as uh, uh he has a a pair of of loaded dice in yes. said bag <laughs> yoink uh but oh. make me a uh, knowledge, nobility, as you find something else on this person. Oh, oh, well, I have genealogy. Does that count? I mean, oh, oh, that uh, or um, society, uh, a society lore, yeah, something appropriate. Oh my goodness, it's a twenty-one. Uh, Alaris, you have seen a number of uh, very similar uh, pieces of jewelry before, as. Uh, you're not sure exactly the clan or the guild or what it represents, but he wears uh, upon one pinky a signet ring that seems to be worth uh, a good deal of, of gold. There's some fine jewels in, in set uh, within it, and it's got kind of like a dwarven runes carved on the outside of it. Well, Cassie doesn't want to take, besides the loaded dice, because that's cheating. We don't condone that. So he'll take that off of him, but I don't want to, besides their weapons, I don't want to strip them of everything right now mm -hmm. because Dude. we want to try to recruit them. Yeah, and uh, Sindara will splash him cold water in his face and, uh, uh, you know, break the news to him. Says, uh, we, we've got your ship. She belongs to uh, Captain Cassius. Uh, mind your tongue and, and you'll you'll get out of this one all right. And she'll present a, a tied up, uh, beaten and bruised dwarven captain to you, good sir. And uh, I imagine you and Ponto and the rest are, are at the the wheel of the ship here in the, the back. And uh, he'll uh, uh, at, bring himself it, up to the, you. At the captain's uh, signal, uh, Kendosa will provide a small amount of healing to soothe the uh, the uh, injuries of the 
of the opposing captain, if that is the captain's wish. Go for it. Ah, that that be nice, Seth. Thank ye, but what are you what are you doing here? Why why you come for a walloping aboard the Elton Blade? The name the name is Captain Vesgal Falkirk, and you you caught me in a whalers, and it won't happen again. Well, Captain, I certainly won't. I certainly don't hope it happens again, because I have a bit of a proposition to you, Captain, to Captain. You see, I'm sailing these waters because I'm looking to bolster my ranks for a future endeavor that I have planned. And I see, well, I got to see firsthand your, you and your men's skill with a blade. A little more close than I tend to like, but nonetheless, it... It was nice. <laughs> you did you did good, Captain. <laughs> I, I gave you what for? <laughs> Aye, the, the invisibility trick popping up behind me. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> that said, I can't help but notice your signet ring and your distinguished air. I am curious as why someone who holds themselves as highly as you do, why your man and just a, a fishing vessel out here in these waters. Why, listen, you, uh, the mates and I, they're, they're all good folk. Uh, indeed, though, this ship might not be worth much at market at, at all. A vessel such as this, though, is is priceless back to our, our settlement uh, at Fort Drake Claw, southeast of here. My family, my guild is is rich uh, and will, will surely pay a, a hefty ransom for me and this vessel back. The fish trade there is important to, to feed the, the settlers. Uh, while this lot of, of, of mackerel we've caught might not be worth that much to you, it, it does go to feed a lot of, of mouths back home. We do not seek to steal the food from the mouths of those that need it. Do not worry yourself over your mackerel. We will not be confiscating that, Captain. All right. Well, uh, as I say, if if you're able to get us back to Fort Drake Claw and and sue for peace there, return this vessel. Uh, I can promise you, uh, they'll they'll pay my weight in copper coin if you if you're if you're true to your word. I Kendo uh, so leans over to the captain. His weight in copper is quite a bit, Captain. Uh, perhaps perhaps that is indeed a good deal. Aye, especially, aye, especially if it's fish guts weight, then it'll be quite lucrative. Well, but it's specifically his weight. I mean, no, but you're right. You're right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> anyone's weight in Any, copper would be anyone's pretty, weight. pretty, pretty a lot solid. Of, aye, aye. Pretty uh, solid. Yes, indeed, Captain. Good, good call, Captain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any, uh, I mean, you know, he's like uttered. 80 pounds or whatever. Um, oh, a big boy, Captain. He's, he's a stocky a big dwarf. boy, Captain. He's got a lot of copper in him, Captain. Perhaps we should drill a hole in him, Captain, and get all the copper out, Captain. In gold coins, that's a, that's a couple bars worth. Kendoso, make sure you feed him extra on the trip back so he even... If we can tip him to 200, oh, not extra he's the best. copper. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. No, double ration for you, sir, Captain. Uh, 
No, Cassius will turn to the, <laughs> the captain and says, My word, the driftwood pirate's word be worth its weight, I, I assure you. We will see your ship and her screw safely back to your fort and... Well, I will, besides... Besides collecting the ransom for, for your crew and your vessel, I have other proposals that I would like to make to any who wish to seek their fortune on the waters. Yeah, if you, if you talk about recruiting, you know, he'll he'll mention these three that uh, were, he, he brought aboard with his own coin. Uh, these ruffians um, are more than likely willing to, to follow you onto your ship. Uh, if you promise them a lucrative payout in the, in the near future. Yeah. Uh, will you marry me? Yes. Will you marry me? Yes. Will you marry me? Yes. That's how it yeah, he will, They I just mean, go one after the other. <laughs> he's willing to kind of give the rundown to them now, but, you know, I imagine that there are more ruffians like this back at the fort. Uh, just another chance for us to recruit to our cause. Mm-hmm. You, you want to go re- recruit in the place that you've sold a... Uh, a noble back to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cassius is bold, so yes. I mean, I mean, because think of it: you show up and you're like, "We look at this. We took this vessel with no casualties. You can come work for someone who does this good of a job. Ignore yeah, the fact that I was bloody on the here. ground, but yeah, <laughs> you know. Leave and that, that out I mean, it. who knows that that could be that could be alluring. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll say, oh, I, I, you'll you'll have a hard sell there. <laughs> Hopefully, we can recruit some people that don't don't go down after just a couple punches, though. That would be ideal. Oh, oh that would be ideal. That would be ideal. <laughs> Maybe a new captain then. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, right. So, uh, you you guys have got your direction, and you can um, basically just release the the Elton blade to um, to one of the fishermen who, who will be able to uh, to follow you back towards Fort Drake claw. Um, and I, on the way on the way there, I would mm-hmm. be interested to just talk more. Uh, what was the captain's name? Uh, Falkirk. Uh, indeed. Captain Vesgal Falkirk. just to hear more about his clan and the fort itself that we are sailing to. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll describe it as one of many kind of, uh, small settlements set up in the, the islands of the shackles, which are, they range from, you know, barren sandy locks to like Hawaii's like full gems in, in the sea. Uh, and, and this is a, a new, um, city settlement, uh, that has come perhaps, um, from, from the inner sea and, uh, is mostly, uh, dwarves. And then there's a large contingent of, of halflings and humans. And indeed the, uh, it's only about a day's sail away. They weren't too far with this, this small hooker that you guys uh, see it in the distance and it looks like there's not a ton of um, agriculture that's that's gone on yet, but it looks like a fairly new uh, settlement here in the waters. Um, 
They're like still building docks and things like that. If Candoso speaks to any of the uh, uh, the other soldiers or sailors that we captured, um, is there anything to learn about the climate here? Like, um, there was some. Uh, we've seen some some drought. We've seen some other climate disturbances here. Um, do any of them have any other tales of these things? Uh, of climate, no. But uh, perhaps you get a good. Uh, I mean, he looks to be pushing uh, late '80s. Uh, one of the the elder fishermen of the the Elton Blade uh, uh, will say he's you know seen storms aplenty. Uh, around these waters. Uh, he's actually of the shackles and uh, hasn't known anything climate wise out of place, but uh, will regale you with stories of these waters. Anything from, um, you know, whole settlements and things being destroyed overnight and disappearing under raids from Sea devils and 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 the whatnot to uh, to ships being trailed by a a ghostly vessel that rings its death knell on uh, on pirate ships and and sailors alike for three nights before finally attacking uh, a story you know well as uh, uh, that of whalebone pilk. The, hmm. the undead pirate sailor, um, but nothing specifically climate uh, related uh, that he's noticed so, here. So most mostly what I hear is sort of interesting tales of the sea. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah. You you All provide right. him with grog he's and he'll keep on. He'll, he'll give oh, you more. If you, I think Alaris you would be you want him to tell you. Alaris would be lapping this up. She loves a good a good oh, pirate story. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Lyris and Candosa are just like hanging out with these uh, with these uh, sailors, just just like plying all the stories out of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, and you guys have some time as you can set up as you get to this settlement. Uh, you know, maybe a cove away, and and have um, uh, the the Elton Blade dock. Uh, in in these these uh, docks are still being worked on here. And uh, they'll they'll come out with a, a small contingent to meet your ship and pay said ransom for Captain Falkirk and the return of the ship. Uh, what is his weight in gold coins here? Uh, Ro- Ooh, how much? Roll me a d twenty. Yeah, you're just stuffing them with with uh, all good foods overnight. <laughs> uh, roll me a d twenty. We'll, we'll get to we we'll get a little extra polish on this pig. Hey. Nine. Oh, he's 189 pounds if he's uh, <laughs> an ounce. And uh, that's going to net you. I've got it written down here. In, in copper coins, it's a whole bunch. It's it's a, a large chest worth. Um, but that is a... Where's our... Where, where Patrick wrapped this down? I'm pretty sure 100 and we'll call it 15 gold coins. Uh, almost all of them stamped with what looks like um, uh, perhaps a sigil of one of the um, dwarven uh, 
uh, citadels um, to the north in, in Galerion, um, places you've you've not seen before but heard of. You know these whole dwarven cities and in, in the mountainsides. Um, but yeah, same same good gold, and uh, seems like they have enough of it to at least pay for this this ransom. Um, if you're so you if you're said to get the ship, one hundred and fifteen copper pieces, right? No, gold coins. Oh, no, one one fifteen <laughs> like a thousand coins. copper. Yeah, goodness um, and, gracious. And then just to make just to make clear, the the rapier was magical. No, no, but um. Okay. Uh, you, you can keep that as well. I mean, if it's not magical, it's it's a yeah. It's like a it's we're not really worth us. You, you might as well give it back just out of the sign <laughs> of good faith. You know? Yeah. I mean, the only thing, uh, like I said, I would take the loaded dice. I mean, the totally normal dice, guys. Don't worry about the dice. <laughs> um, not at all goofed up dice. Yeah. yeah. And we're obviously not going to take his flask or the signet ring. If he has, you know, golden jewelry that's worth gold anything that is significant then i would relieve him of that as well but the silver flask you can probably get you know like 10 silver for nah he can keep the flask i don't want to i'll drink what's in it oh it's gone by morning then (laughs) um yeah so you want to spend some time here and and uh and try and uh recruit some people at this fort. Any chance I can buy another of my lesser healing potions? That came in really handy. <laughs> yeah, I think they they would have that here. Um, it's a, a fairly small settlement of, of maybe a uh, hundred souls or so. Um, so this this fishing vessel of fifteen Wait. is actually quite a quite a large chunk. They're ghosts. No, <laughs> no. What did I say? You said a hundred souls. <laughs> They've got bodies too. Oh, oh they're constructs. Uh, yeah, but uh, at the very least, you're able to convince the the ruffians that were bodyguarding Captain Falkirk, who has gotten a, his taste of the sea and is probably not going to be venturing out on the Elton Blade uh, any longer. Oh, wow. um, convince them to come on board and, and join up with. Uh, the Tidebreaker and with your pirate crew and uh, they will need to be named in the future on yeah uh, what their names are exactly <laughs> well that's a tale for another <laughs> episode of uh, Dead Men Roll No Crits Yarg. what what happens next time we shall see I, I really wish the captain would join us I wish Falkirk would would come on the adventure as well We'd have a position available. Too busy for that ah, claptrap. <laughs> He's his own captain, you see. Uh, but yeah, he'll. Uh, w- this episode ends with he'll give you a a handshake, a, a maybe a a wrist clasp, um, Cassius, and walk off into the distance towards the the fort. As uh, he'll say, "I'll, I'll speak of your." Your word, the good word of the Tidebreaker and their crew to my compatriots. Fair winds to you, Captain. Uh, Yeah, that'll do it for this episode, folks. Is this Uh, this essentially the pirate version of a protection racket that we're doing here? (laughs) I mean, it's it's such an ugly way to say it. (laughs) I mean, this is really just like 
you know, professionals helping out professionals to just <laughs> help. <laughs> we take, we help you carry these goods to another place. Yeah. We did you make know. sure nobody else bothered them on the no way back home. No one else bothered them. It's a great <laughs> yeah. You can say also, that we protected them. We were escorting the, the th them home. Yeah. The threat yeah, is always, you can, deal, you can deal with us, we knock you out. Or you can yeah. deal with other pirates, they kill you and gut you. <laughs> Also, <laughs> you get to see a cool bear. Yeah. So, like, you know, Ship that's bear. not very typical. And you get to stab a dandy. Yeah. <laughs> stab a dandy. Stab see a, dandy. a bear. Stab a dandy pirate escort services. Yeah. See a bear. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you just sort of go on to your port of call. It's great. It's Are you like, a really stinky fish hooker? It's, it's well, really call our pirate dandy escort <laughs> service. <laughs> we, we were misunderstood about what that meant, but we're here anyway. Uh, like, is our, is our service like, do we have like a mascot version of, of Candoso in <laughs> bear form and it says we'll make sure you get bear safely oh, yeah. no. <laughs> i i've never wanted to end an episode more than that topic uh more more pirate adventures <laughs> next time thank you guys for playing with me thank you patrick thank you, patrick. Thank you patrick. Oh, there's nothing but pirate adventures in this book and you patreon subscribers will hear them all over the coming weeks as we continue book two favorites of this entire adventure path um as this oh boy it doesn't get piratier than this uh so thank you patreon subscribers thank you players and oh we'll see you next time on dead men no crits yo ho goodbye Hey everybody, we like to have fun here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. But holding them to Don't fart in the ocean. Don't fart in the water. <laughs> we gotta come up with a song for that. Like <laughs>